And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam Edwards. The lovely and talented Miss E is with me once again. Hello, darling. You did that different. You did the. You didn't even count. You did the fingers thing. Usually, you at least count out loud. Mm-hmm. I had to actually pay attention because I was kind of looking on the over, over, <laughs> over, over there. I was like, "What is he doing with his hand?" Oh, okay. There we are. We're starting. I'm counting with my hand. I'll you give you hanging. a thirty-second sign too, and we got to wrap up. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> I forget all that. That's not going to be for a while. I haven't had a producer in such a long time. How long has it been since I had that talk show? Well, I mean, it's been almost sixteen years since we moved to Virginia, and you had stopped doing it before we. A little while before we moved, right? Yeah, but I don't remember. Because I remember I was pregnant with Kid 3 at some point while I was doing it. And I did it for three years, but I don't remember how old he was when I finished. But he was he was three and a half when we moved. So I guess somewhere in there. Yeah, probably. So that would have been 99, 2000? Probably close to 20 years, yeah. I think it's on my resume. I got to look. But yeah, it's been such a long time. But... Yes, because so, he was the host of a computer help talk show in Oklahoma City uh, yeah. on the weekends. It's called kind of like a Kim Commando type. It was uh, called Floppy Talk, right? And which is the worst name. I thought it was freaking hilarious, considering <laughs> that I was the new host of it. But it was started by some other guy who apparently sort of had like an on-air nervous breakdown one day doing a show. And they had to find somebody else. And I got the job just because I was working uh, tech support for an uh, educational software company. And I was your wife. Right. The, the producer was like, we had, well, we had a meeting about your show. And he really liked me. And he wanted us to do a show together. Mm-hmm. Remember when they had that idea? Yeah. And we were like, uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it works now once a week as a podcast. Oh, yeah. But, but I don't think it could have worked every <laughs> single day for three hours not. at a time. I think we would have probably ended up, you know, not Added doing it. Yes. We wouldn't have liked it. Anyway. But because and then of, both of our fortunes would have been tied to the, the same know, job. Exactly. Which is why we right. didn't want to do that anyway. As a, as a morning show team. Like, that's even worse. You right? Know? Oh, geez. <laughs> we'll both get, yeah. At some point, you both get fired. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, anyway. But anyway. It's been a very long time, but I have a new coworker, and uh, I said, I was talking to him, and I said something, and I said, yeah, and I used to... Uh, can I say the radio station? Is that okay? Sure. Okay. I said, I used to have a talk show on News Radio 1000, KTOK. And I said, I kind of <laughs> like that. And he says, wow, you do have a good radio voice. And I said, yeah, thank you very much. It's really funny how that's like a knee-jerk reaction because we had to say it in going in and out of every yeah. break. So Got to yeah. keep up with the imaging. Yes, you did. Right? But yeah, that was a really weird tangent because we didn't even think about starting with that. But no, it was we just didn't. popped into my head. Apparently so. it was just in your brain. I've well, been, it's a good uh, thing we don't have a script. That Well, yes, we fly by the seat of our pants. When do we wear <laughs> pants? But we do have pants on. Uh, tonight we do, yes. It's a little chilly, although it is bizarrely spring-like right now. Uh, on my Twitter feed, you probably saw the, the picture of the little daffodils coming up and I don't yeah. know what prompted me. I tweeted this out like so early this morning. I was still kind of sleeping. Uh huh. <laughs> and my caption for the picture that you had sent me uh-huh. was, "Go back to sleep, little flowers. It's not time to wake up yet." Which is kind of like something that I imagine Thumper would say in Bambi, not you know a forty-five-year-old <laughs> bearded dude. But whatever. Apparently, my, my heart was was young and innocent this but, morning. Yeah, we've got. Uh, we've I got heard a, frogs last night, and we've got a couple of bushes that have buds on them, and yep. we're all, and it's, we're going to get a horrible freeze, and everybody's going to die this right, weekend. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this, we, this weekend it's supposed to you know be lows in the teens. Put and, it out, Mother Nature, you're drunk. I know. Uh, oh, speaking of drunk though, so oh, yeah, that's one thing we did plan on for tonight. Yes. Yeah, so coming up on the program, we're going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about the completed kitchen. Yes. So that's a huge sigh of relief. We're in a much better mood than we were in last week when the project was still ongoing. Uh, But a couple of months ago, you may remember that not only did we sample a bottle of tomato wine that we had bought at a local wine festival. In September. But we decided in October. October, So this is from October. That we were going to take all of our tomatoes that, you know, it was the end of the season. We had a lot of cherry tomatoes we didn't really know what to do with. We decided we would make our own tomato wine. So it's been sitting in bottles, just settling for the past four months now. And because I do not have a corker, I stole the idea from a homesteader I follow on Instagram. And uh, they do fruit wines, but they put theirs in mason jars and let them sit in mason jars. Yes, so we have four mason jars right now of tomato wine. 
I'm taking a picture that I will share on social media as well. But uh, do you want to pour the glass? Because we're going to taste this. We're going to do a, a live taste test. Yes. We also have another gallon that hasn't been, um, I can't remember. I think it's called re- recanted. because So it's been sitting in the dark with the bubbler on in the back of our closet so that all the sediment settles to the bottom. Right. So we have to and very now I have to siphon. Have to siphon siphon. No, not, not pour, but we have to very carefully siphon out all of the liquid on the top to keep the sediment on the bottom. Well, the last time around, we siphoned out like the first half, and then we ended up pouring very, very carefully, very carefully to keep the sediment I, yeah. in, the, in the bottle. And then this has been sitting since then. So there's a little sediment at the bottom. Just a little bit. But it's a beautiful pale gold... Um, I don't know. Piss yellow. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. It's a little. You know, bottle of urine it's yellow. Kind of, um, look, I'm trying to think. It's not like a Chardonnay, but a healthy person's urine. It's not cloudy at all. It's darker than a Sauvignon Blanc. I want to say that it's kind of like the yellow of. No, I guess like a. Maybe it is like the yellow of a Chardonnay because it's kind of a light golden yellow. Okay. Very surprising considering most of the tomatoes were red. Were yeah, and we. You mashed the tomatoes to release all of the juices and left the skins on. Mm -hmm. And in wine, the longer the wine sits with the skins, if it's a darker... Because you can have a dark-skinned wine and still get white White wine. wine, right. But if you have a dark-skinned wine that sits with the skins longer, it's going to affect the color. But in this, we have red wine and we have a very pale gold wine yeah. i mean red tomatoes in a very yeah all right so you're gonna crack this open yeah and we already actually not to spoil no anything, we didn't but crack it just we, to make sure it just, wouldn't explode on on the desk yeah the computer. in case of fermentation well it smells like wine <laughs> let's see there's a picture it looks like i'm smelling a urine sample <laughs> especially the jars i chose to pick because they're a little like little right but butt jelly jars that i got from well, yeah wine. we weren't going to use the fancy wine glass for no, uh that seemed kind of silly all right here you go there's a glass Ooh. for you it does smell really boozy it smells yeah it smells very much like wine Oops, i did not mean to pour my song well whatever <laughs> i'm gonna drink it it's you got yourself a full glass yeah, all right that's half a bottle <laughs> all right so I'll wait for you on the All count right. of three. We'll take a swig. Here's cheers to Here's you. Here's to um, Corny Goat Farms Vintage, uh, no, a premier, yeah. premier tomato wine. 2019 vintage. 2019 right? vintage. All right, bottoms up. One, two, three. Hmm. It's not bad. It doesn't suck. It tastes like wine. Yeah. Tastes, tastes like, like a wine. cheap white wine. Yeah, which is kind of what we thought it was going to taste like, right? I'd throw, it now, I'd throw ice cubes in it. It would be fantastic. Or even like as a sangria base. Right? I would, yeah, because with sangria, you also add brandy, so this would be perfect in a sangria because I like my sangrias to have uh, white wine bases. So there you go. The tomato but, wine. Not not awful. Oh, man. I need to make remember that and keep one back for some summer sangria because how awesome would it be to make... A sangria with tomato wine with tomato wine because we're going to grow some of the cherry tomatoes that we picked out are probably going to be sweet enough that they can be thrown in as the fruit in the sangria because i always put grapes and other kind of fruits in there right mm-hmm. all right just trying to find a good place to stop our video so i can post that online later yeah that actually is um it's drinkable it's 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 drinkable yes I, i'm not going to say it's uh, the tastiest wine i've ever had it is uh but considering this we already have the tomatoes. It just was time. We bought a fruit-making wine kit from Midwest Supply for like forty-seven dollars. Mm-hmm. That will make enough to make fifty bottles of wine. Right. So we're know. getting ready to order this year's tomato seeds. So uh, we'll do this again. No, totally. I'll sure. make this again. Yeah, I would too. And I it was seriously I, easy. It's a lot easier than beer. So if we let it keep going, it'll age and mellow out even to, better. Okay. And then so, we'll, so we'll leave the other three bottles for a little while longer, since I can't drink after Friday anyway. Right. Well, this is yeah. That's one of the reasons why we decided to do the uh, tomato wine taste test, uh, because with the so we haven't had a podcast since the night before uh, your uh, a CT scan results, and so um, oh yeah, we, we were expecting. That the tumors would have grown because you weren't on anything for the last three months. Right. And, uh, hey, expectations met. 
Um, the t- <laughs> the tumors were all growing. Wasn't su- I was not disappointed. Right. <laughs> they did um, their they did their thing. But the good news is that the uh, doctor has come up with a new cocktail for you. Yep. Uh, doesn't feature alcohol, but a uh, delightful blend not of chemotherapy all. and immunotherapy drugs that Woo-hoo. you'll begin on Friday. Yes, this Friday. Yeah, and, and so then no, next Friday, and then, and then not, you have a week off. Yeah, and so then, it's right. going to be like a three week cycle. So what's going to happen is I get all three drugs on the first week. I get one of the drugs on the second week. I get nothing on the third week, and then we, you know, rinse and repeat. Um, probably do that. I would say at least three. He usually likes to go at least two to three months between CT scans. Well, he said two months. Two months. So, yeah. so we'll do that what three four times. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, in order to you know kick off the uh, two months of no alcohol, we decided we would uh, sample the tomato wine now we did briefly discuss months and months and months ago somebody and this was entirely unprompted we had had i don't believe we had had any discussions about eating bugs i think it was probably Um, one of those offhand comments about how the they're supposed to um the scientists are saying that they're going to be right yeah you gotta eat like mealworms whatever right yeah but But somebody somebody sent us us, i know it is i can't remember and i I don't want to misquote their name on instagram because i'm I'm bad at that all the time but yeah she sent us some bugs and i'm like i'm really sorry i don't know if we're ever going to eat them um i think they might end up as a treat for my chicken I might try one, but I wasn't going to mix wine and bugs. This was, you know, like... <laughs> well, tomato hornworms and bugs go hand in hand. Well, that's true. And that maybe was, a tomato hornworm when, slipped into the wine, but... When uh, I got my tomato done, um, the dude, the the owner of the shop was like, you need you need a little tomato hornworm hiding in there. And I was like, no, I do not want one in there. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of them. Yeah. So we, uh, we've been, you know, it, it, it was good. We had a uh, little... Pre-Valentine's Day dinner. Yep. Uh, because we didn't, you know, Valentine's Day dinners are for amateurs. Um, and, and, and I've got chemo Friday, and I'm not too sure how I'm going to feel. And right. So you it, don't want to get over. I don't want to worry about eating a bunch of food or having a date and feeling like, you know. Because sometimes they give you, um, along with all the different. So I've got three different infusions that take 90 30 and 60 minutes, so I'm going to bring my crochet and work on my critters. Thank okay. goodness I have a port in my chest and not in my arms. I can use my hands. Um, but before that, they give you, um, they usually give you an anti-nausea medicine and then like um, a steroid to help in case you have an allergic reaction. And that's like, they call it pre-meds. So okay. those take a little while for the infusion. So... Yeah, I'm going to be parked on my butt for a while at the doctor's office this week. But the good news is is that um, the 90-minute infusion, once they see how well your body tolerates it, by the second time, it's a 60-minute infusion, and by the third time, it's a 30-minute infusion. Oh, okay. But they just have to see how your body can take it. Okay. So hopefully I'll, you know, and I've never had a problem at the time with the infusions and, and the drugs coming into my body. It's how my body reacted to the drugs that weren't swear there. Well, so. after I get done with uh, taping Cam and Company, I will see if uh, if I can swing by and hang out with you for a little bit. Yeah, maybe meet my errand boy and grab me some food because I'm not too sure. You know, we don't. I never get internet, so I'm not too sure I can right. ever get text messages there sometimes too. We'll have to test. I can never. I can't. The remember. good news is you don't have to be there first thing in the morning. No, but this week. The bad I news don't. is that you'll definitely be there at lunchtime. Yes, exactly. So unless exactly. you want to bring yourself a sandwich. Well, I think, well, when I went for my all-day tattoo appointment, I brought snacks. I actually brought an insulated lunchbox with an ice pack. <laughs> I cut up a bunch of cubes of cheese. I brought <coughs> um, nuts and um, fruit, uh, apple slices. So I totally was covered all day and a bottle of water. Oh, so speaking of your tattoo. Yes. So I tweeted out a picture earlier today of... Charlie the Charlie the chick Charlie the chick the newest the newest corny goat critter and Doris the duckling and very quickly a woman uh, bought Charlie the chick for yeah. her granddaughter her first granddaughter Aww. Uh, and I shared you the picture with you and Aww. she's super duper sweet looking um, but I want to let you know that the person who bought that and hang on one second I'll open up Twitter and I'll be able to tell you at least a first name. Um, she had a specific request that that money be earmarked for your tattoo. 
Aww. to color your tattoo. Well, thank you. I will make sure that I set that aside. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I said, I believe that we can earmark that. It'll be a couple of months before you're able to uh, to get that done because yeah. you can't do it while you're on the chemotherapy. So yeah, you can't have... Um, hopefully you're not able to get it done for a while. But, uh, you know, we'll get it done when we can get it done. Right now, it looks like a really cool coloring book. And since the scars are all healed, I actually have tattoo markers. So every once in a while, if I want to, I can just color in one of my tomatoes red and it'll look pretty or color in a random flower yellow. But And they, it'll wash off and it won't affect the tattoo at all for later. <laughs> I think uh, it would be awesome if we, maybe we had a, a party and we just could draw on you. We just all got to draw on your arm. You know, like when you were a kid, not you specifically, but... When kids got you know, broke their arms, oh like, yeah, their arms broke. and yeah, and you got everyone <laughs> and get together the cast, right? Oh, sure, it's got a whole bunch of colors. It'd be fun. It's gonna wear off. I don't care. So it'd be kind of cool, I think, to just <laughs> have a little uh, a party. Come and, color your lane. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, well, okay, I'm scrolling back here. Oh, here we go. This is from uh, KSWCG, and I don't know how to pronounce that. I guess. Um, that sounds on, Klingon. On Twitter, okay. Right. But uh, she said, thank you. My first grandbaby. She said, I've been praying for Missy. E. I, I feel like such a boomer. I just lost the tweet. But anyway. <laughs> so thank you for that very much. Your uh, your grandbaby is totally adorable. She really and is I adorable. She's going to love Charlie. Uh, and we will let you know. And they are baby. So they are safety eyes. It's 100% acrylic. You can throw it in a... Uh, one of those net washing bags. If you don't have a net washing bag, throw it in a pillowcase and close it up with a big, like one of those, I save them from the grocery store, the super thick rubber bands that they use mm -hmm. on broccoli. You should save them for these sorts of things. Anyway, throw it in the washing machine, cold water wash, let it air dry because it's all polyester. It's not going to take very long. And then just, you know, if need be, just squish the arms and legs back where they're supposed to be. Yes. So. And then another shout out uh, real quick just to, uh, to Courtney in Alaska who... Um, ended up, she said, I don't have any kids, but I want to buy something because Missy's stuff is so cool. So she actually bought four pairs of baby booties yep. for us to donate to the local hospital. So yep. thank you so much, Courtney. That's awesome. And, and I'm going to be uh, taking them on Friday. Yeah. So again, really, really cool. And I and appreciate all the support. Now I have to get busy because I have like hardly anything left in my store. <laughs> I know. Well, I, as of this recording, Doris the Duckling is still around. Yes, Doris the Duckling, a child's hat. the ugly duckling because um, she's been sitting there for like three days. That's a long time for one of your critters. It really is. But she was also a prototype. Like I knew, I told her, but I'm like, this was supposed to be a chick, but it looks more like a duckling. So <laughs> this is Doris the Duckling. And then the exact right now is like the same color scheme. You took the pictures. It was the same try, but even the head took me two times on the chicken. I didn't get it big enough the first time and I had to take it apart. But I write down notes every single time. I build them in my brain, and then as I'm crocheting, I'm writing the notes down. So right now I have like a, a 12 to 15 page pamphlet of all of my patterns because all of them are pretty much the same arms and legs. Mm -hmm. But it's just how you put the colors together. And it's uh, there's some differences in the torsos, and then there's a little bit differences in the heads and the ears. Yeah. So... So speaking of colors and colors coming together, that's a really good segue to talk about the kitchen, which is finally complete and it is beautiful and we love it. Uh, and I'm doing a happy dance. Doing you can't happy see dance. me. Yeah, you can't but see me dancing was, over here. So the last time that we did a podcast, we were patience was running a little short because it should have been done, and we were just waiting again on like the really small stuff, just like literally small stuff, the quarter inch molding that ran around the bottom the, of the, the walls. The shoe molding had to be right. installed. The Even though like the dishwasher was in the front hallway this entire time, no one noticed that it actually had a plug versus the dishwasher that got pulled out that was hardwired, so we had to have an electrician come and put a new plug in. Which was like, you know, 10 minutes worth of work, but it... But the electrician never did come by, so the contractor <laughs> right. ended coming by and doing it, which is fine. I, I, I just love this guy for all the work he did in my kitchen. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway. Just, but, anyway. but it very... I, I think it was that Saturday... It was that Friday and Saturday, the day after... We did the podcast. Everybody, I think it was by that Saturday, it was pretty much done. Right? Yeah. Because then we were able to move in on Sunday. Yeah, Saturday was us, me, painting all the trim. Yeah, I helped paint the trim. I did the roller. You had the brush. Trim. 
Oh, the trim. That's right. I painted and then all Sunday. Of yes, the trim. you painted all of the trim because when you were peeling the tape off, it's not a because from the wall. You, you, that was no, a bad no. Segue. Well, I was just saying you remembered rolling. Yes, because after I painted Sunday. the trim so Saturday on Saturday, was, yes, Saturday was the trim, and I went to pull the tape off. The tape pulled off paint in many places and left just big swaths of space. <laughs> On my walls. And the new wall, right? The wall. Oh, that that's had- <laughs> the thing that PO'd me the most because it was a brand new wall that was the wall that had to be replaced. It was brand new drywall. And I hadn't even had the tape on that long. And yeah, someone someone made a comment like, I bet you don't want a bunch of people saying how you could have avoided that. So don't even with me right now. Okay? You can send me the email. Yeah, but I'm not. Cam Edwards and I will block you and I will not like you and you will never get a recipe from me if you come at me with that. Okay? Because for the most part, it was fine. But it was like, for some reason, it was horrible on this. I literally pulled off the paper off of the drywall. Yeah. And it should not have. So, So we go to Lowe's. The with, good news with, is with, with that strip of right, paper exactly. that was ripped off the drywall. Exactly. And so we're like, okay, can you match this color? Because this is seven-year-old paint now. Yeah. And the uh, guy was very nice. Uh, he was he awesome. Said, he said, oh, yeah, I think I can do this. But uh, we wanted a quart. Right. They didn't have the right paint available in a quart. So I was like, okay, just I'll, I'll, I'll get a gallon. Right. So at least. So at least we have enough. At least we had enough in so, case. So, so we come home. Missy says, all right, I'm just going to touch up this bit. And then the next morning, it's dried, and it's just... It's like a zebra. It's like an albina zebra, but it's like you can tell the difference in the spots. it's different enough. They're different enough, and there's just enough that you're like, oh, my bleep, we have to repaint the whole kitchen. Yeah. And that's where you helped. That's right. You rolled where I cut in. And it really wasn't that bad. No, it only took us about an hour and a half. Yeah. It really wasn't, because the color was just off enough that... Mm. You couldn't leave it as it was, but you didn't have to be perfect in the corners. But you got a, a new layer over; it was going to blend together. It just had yeah. to be even. Yeah, you know? and and we didn't. We cheated. I I was like, I made an executive decision. I wasn't going to re-roll the entire hole behind the freezer or where, no. where the fridge was going to go because it was in shadow anyway. Right. So if it's slightly darker, who's going to tell? Mm-hmm. So so yeah. So the walls got painted, and then we started moving stuff back in. Bright uh, white although, trim. Although not everything, like the uh, the big freezer that has been looming. Uh, in the corner of the kitchen by the door. Right we near the door. Leave in the dining room. Yep. Uh, We're calling that kitchen part two, by the way. Yes, yeah, so now it's an open floor space, even though it's With not the pantry quite, in between. Right. <laughs> so now it's looming over our dining room table, and since that floor is a little slanty, it kind of looks like it's going to fall on whoever's sitting at the dining room table. But, but it's that's so fine. heavy, it's, it's fine. It's, it's not going to actually fall. Um, but there's much more space. The kitchen is brighter. How do you like it? You've had a couple of days to, to be in there and, and cook. And yes, it's been it's it? been nice too because okay, so we had to end up going all the way down through four floor levels to the beams, and it turned out that a lot of the beams had a whole significant just water damage, termite, old termite damage, mm-hmm. so that it just didn't make sense to fix some of them. So we had to go the full Monty, and the whole floor was built from a hole in the ground. On, on stone foundation, so it's not just on the ground. Right. But, but um, because we had to replace the entire thing, we had to get rid of the, the, the bottom kitchen cabinets we had to replace because they got destroyed. Mm-hmm. And they weren't – we always had this weird gap that was an inch on one end on the oven, but it was like two inches when you went to the door, and it was yeah. all filled in with spray foam insulation, it and it was really, really kind of gross because it was impossible to keep clean right? because it was such an uneven surface. So, um, But what was nice was we were able to um, reconfigure the lower cabinets so that at one point I had cabinetry, a stove, and about an 18-inch dead space mm-hmm. that I put stuff in, cutty boards and stuff, but it wasn't a cabinet. But now I have cabinets, sink, stove, and another cabinet with yeah. more counter space. So we have way more storage. And because we have way more storage underneath the in the bottom cabinets, I was able to take off some of the stuff that was really crowding our metal shelves Right, where we had and it's things. just not as cluttered. It doesn't look as cluttered. It's still kind of crazy cluttered, but I own a lot of cooking things. Yeah, I don't think it looks crazy cluttered. But one thing I was super proud of myself for doing was I had 
I didn't. So when I was clearing out everything from the kitchen, mm-hmm. I didn't know where. To, I have a whole little drawer of knives. Where do you safely put a drawer of knives right. storing in renovation? And I was like, well, the whole cabinet's getting pulled down anyway. So I just pulled the whole drawer out. Yeah. And I set it aside. Well, when it was all said and done, I ended up pulled, uh, unscrewing the little metal runners off of it, slapping a new ca- paint of white on the cover, and cleaning off the knobs to match, you know, because there's like pale green glass knobs on all the cabinets. Mm-hmm. And I just put it on one of my metal shelves. And I put my pasta roller and uh, the hand crank metal meat grinder in there. Mm-hmm. And so now I can just grab it and slide it off. And it's got a place because it's kind of one of those, we have wire shelves and it's a metal thing. So sometimes it falls between the spaces. Right. So it's perfect to have little boxes. Yeah, totally. I recycled a couple of boxes. I recycled a Hickory Farms box that we got the, um, oh, the Bloody Mary mix for my friend Barbara. Mm -hmm. It was a wooden crate. Mm -hmm. It now holds all my tea boxes on the metal. Nice. So yeah, I've tried, I made it a lot cleaner. And then I cleared off a lot of space off my island and everyone, oh, there's another thing. Um, I had a lot of questions about the island. It was from restaurantsupply.com. <laughs> Eagle Manufacturing is the company. It's not sold with two bottom shelves. It's sold as a top and one shelf. Mm-hmm. But the, the shelf is removable and movable. Mm-hmm. It slides up and down. So I asked, and they were able to get me an extra shelf for that. And normally it comes with casters. Too, no, right? no, no, no. Can you order those? You separately? had to. You guys got extra casters when you got that for your studio table. Okay. You yeah. bought the casters, and they the contractor put them yeah. in. Yeah, Missy has wanted this kitchen table since before we had this kitchen. By the way, like oh, this yeah. is this this. You know, when we when Missy was designing her dream kitchen, it always included a, a stainless, stainless steel, steel chef's table, chef's island. Yeah. And so the people are like, was, "What's that island?" I'm like, "It's just a stainless steel table from a restaurant supply store." Yeah. But it's it looks awesome. Seriously, kick butt. And it's solid. Oh, it's, it's not. It's not going anyway. And it holds. This is why I'm really surprised our kitchen never fell through the floor because that <laughs> thing holds hundreds yeah. of pounds of appliances. I know. But now I, I can jump up and down on the floor. We can dance if we want to. We but you and you. But you, okay. So the the bad side of our friends behind of yes. the pretty light colored floor. It I, does show up dirt a little bit more. It's been a lot rainy this week. Yeah. We have to be very, it's very, been very difficult. Not but I sweep my, I, but it's good. But I'm sweeping the floor like every day. Yeah, I used the swiffer to clean up my mud behind me yesterday. Thank you. I was I, like, oh no, I left a print. It's <laughs> gonna kill me. Right. But no, it's beautiful. I really love the job that they did. Um, Vaughn's Improvements out of uh, Buckingham was the company who worked on everything for me, and uh, Jason has uh, had a lot of patience for me because I, I kept you know asking questions and bugging him, and I was. My office is right next door, so I was keeping an eye on everything, and I, I threw on a couple of add-ons, um, but he was very patient. It was an overall fantastic experience. Awesome. Okay, so uh, speaking of the renovations, we had asked for, for your home improvement disaster stories, and uh, we heard from Jeanette oh. in Hatch, New Mexico. Actually, I'm sorry, she's not from Hatch, New Mexico, but she said uh, she was talking about, we were talking about the Hatch Green Chilies. Yeah, okay. And uh, she said, uh, it's from the small town of Hatch, New Mexico. And uh, here and now around the world, if we see Hatch, it means it's from New Mexico, not Colorado or China. So that means uh, it's real and it's very, very, very good. And she says, the brain bleeds that I experienced in 2018 were not caused by biting into a chili pepper. Uh, She said, I've been eating green chili sauce since I was 18 months old. Oh, my gosh. uh, Right. Um, And she says, so after listening to your last podcast... I was so completely, she said, I so completely understand the cupcakes that Missy was frosting because your cupcakes were frosted. Mm. Right? <laughs> Jeanette says, 16 years ago, we decided to move and have the house built for us instead of building it ourselves like we did before. It's a beautiful house, but within the first week of living there, we developed the first of many water events. Mm. And Missy, it too, involved the dishwasher dumping water into the brand new cabinets. Mm. When Bill looked inside that cabinet, he saw water pouring out of the pipe, coming from the dishwasher, going through the garbage disposal, which Bill had just put his hand on, and it completely fell off. Oh, my God. Uh, I shut the dishwasher off, got the mop, then Bill, a former licensed plumber, reattached the garbage disposal and said he'd be calling the construction company who built the house. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah, she says, as far as cooking goes, two years ago, Bill blew up our stove, an electric stovetop, and he put the lid on something he was cooking on top of the, one of the knobs. The condensation dripped down the wires under the stovetop, and boom, 
fried all of the electrical connections. So I've well, been cooking. I can feel his pain. I'm the one who cracked our glass top, so I don't. I still don't know how I did it. So <laughs> Jeanette says, no, no judgment. For the last two years, she's been using a microwave, a crock pot, a two burner hot plate, an electric skillet. Oh my goodness gracious! Good for you. You are awesome. You are awesome, Jeanette. Uh, Jeanette, by the way, uh, talking about her brain bleeds earlier. Um, she says, uh, apparently aneurysms are in my heritage, according to my neurologist after my most recent MRI and MRA. I have several tiny aneurysms in my brain. Uh, doctor says, we'll keep a close eye on them. And if they get larger, he'll be sending me over to see a neurosurgeon. So mm-hmm. Jeanette says that she's always praying for the best results for Missy. And Jeanette, we are praying for the best results for you, yes. my dear. And yes. thank you so much for uh, writing in. Tell Bill... He's not allowed to touch anything that involves electricity. Uh, or, uh, yeah, and keep him away from all those electrical things that you're cooking with. Oof. <laughs> right? Exactly. I'm losing, you don't want to lose one of your tools now. So speaking of a, uh, electricity and a lack thereof, um, awkward Amish transition. There we go. So one of the things that we did this weekend, I know. That was sorry. really bad. It was. You could have just said, okay. I'm but always when, trying for the segue, baby. Yeah. So it makes me a broadcast professional. I don't always get there. No, you. That was. Look, okay, go ahead. Electricity. Speaking of Amish. Amish. <laughs> well, speaking of wine, I uh, I took Missy to the Virginia Tasting Cellar in Farmville, Virginia, over the weekend. Oh, and it's lovely. It was lovely, actually. It was great, and the coolest thing was so we go there. There's this beautiful space underneath uh, Charlie's Waterfront Cafe on the uh, banks of the Appomattox River. They have an interior room that's all closed off where the various wineries are, and there are several big tables to sit. And then they have a great outside patio space. And they have a couple of fireplaces. Even in the winter, you know, it's a very inviting space. Yeah, they have a hanging bed. Yeah. It's really cool looking. Right? It was just, it was a little, little chilly. For that. Yeah. The good spots around the fireplace were taken. Yeah. And there was a guy who was playing, he was he was great. He was playing uh, music that, you know, was from like the 90s. And but he was too loud. It was a little loud for that space. Yes. Because um, it was amplified. So we ended up moving inside. And, and he was also electrified. He for was, some reason, when he what, came in, I said amplified. Yeah, electrified. Oh, I thought you meant yeah. because I thought you meant the shape of the space amplified no, no, the sound. He, he had an because, amplifier and a microphone. But that, but my, he wasn't electrified. His instruments were. If we're going to get that pedantic. Oh no! But I mean, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I, yes, because we said the same thing, just in different no. ways. No, actually, the shape oh, of a no. building can amplify your voice. Or the shape of the something can amplify, like that's why megaphones work that way. I thought at first you were saying that no, because of the patio no. shape, he was amplified. No. Because I've never heard anybody referred to having their electric guitar plugged in as being amplified. That's an amplifier. I've never heard somebody being electrified by having an amplifier and a microphone. Whatever, I can, I miss, okay, I'm, okay I, I admit to my misstatement, but I, I, I want you to at least acknowledge that my you know rendition of amplified i reject your reality and substitute one of my own well yeah well, i do that with you all the time anyway so we move inside <laughs> it's cool. and uh and, and, and just have a, a great time we're sitting at a table and the couple that's sitting across from us were actually visiting farmville for like a weekend getaway they did not live in farmville they lived in the richmond area and they yeah. just were looking around for some place to go for a weekend and they picked farmville and that made me so happy yep to see that because it is a cool little town. She liked my hat. She did like your hat, and uh, and then they left, and the uh, guitarist moved inside, but he did not bring his microphone, and he or, did not bring his amplifier, so he was so not he electrified. Was, yes, he was more unplugged, thankfully. Yes, and and it was great actually. It was better than it, it was much quieter. Yep, you were having a good time talking with him. Yep. Um, it was just a great place, uh, and the the folks there at the Virginia Tasting Cellar are are so. They're so friendly and helpful. Like they'll get you set up with the they'll they'll, they'll do the nice wine pairings for you. Oh yeah, and you can walk. Shannon around. was awesome. Oh, Shannon's wonderful, and so are Megan. So is Megan. But yeah, what they what so you can go in and you can get like a tasting band, mm-hmm. and you can just get a taste at every single place that you want to go. And to. there are like six or eight different Virginia wineries. There. Yeah. And, and the cidery too. And then there's you know anything from the bubbly to the not bubbly, the dark reds to the like the strong reds to the nice reds. We had a meritage. We had a meritage. I I'm I like a little a bit bl- of the sweeter wines, and so Shannon set me up set me up with a blueberry wine. And you like that? It was very good. It was not whiny at all. It tasted pretty much like blueberry juice. Yeah. Um, that got you drunk. 
Yeah, there you go. And at like $16 a bottle, that's a pretty good deal. You know, like drunken blueberry juice. And they have like little picnic-y things By the that way, you can order. this is pretty good at I'm, getting you drunk, it, too. I know. tomato I'm, wine is. I'm getting drunk on this tomato wine, too. We're going to... Soon, you're going to be the one slurring and not me. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> just saying. Lightweight. Uh, anyway, so the other thing is they have... Um, what do I have? Roasted red pepper and crab dip with yes. a hot baguette that they bring down in a paper bag mm-hmm. so it stays warm. But then also they had like pita chips it, and cucumbers. And- it had, no, it wasn't pita chips. It was fresh pita bread cut oh, okay. into quarters. And then in a box they had uh, red and green fresh peppers, cucumber slices, big chunks of carrot, and thin slices of uh, Parmesan. Mm-hmm. It was so, it was perfect. And I had a, I sat there a little and stuffed my face and drank wine and right. I had a little small pizza. They call them Billy pies, yep. and it was really really good. Um, so yeah, we just had a lovely time. But then we also stopped at the Amish store um, on the way. I think on the way down to. The Virginia Tasting Cellar. We stopped at the local Virginia Amish store. Pine View. Pine View, and Bulk uh, Foods. Mm-hmm. And I love that place. They have the best. They have these cookies that our kids just love. Their right. favorite cookies ever. They're they're like apple crisp cookies. Yeah. And they have little dried apples and little cinnamon chips and caramel chips in them. Yeah. Uh, and like almost the streusel baked in, but. A, you know, they're really big. They're almost as big as your face. Uh, Eric, but, you don't need a lot of those. But the thing about them is being as big as... You get four of these big-as-your-face cookies for $4.25 in an Amish store. If you were buying one of these cookies in where we used to live in Fairfax it County, it would have been the same for right. one cookie. Yeah. So So anyway, so we stopped and we got a, we got a treat for the kids. We yes. got the Amish apple crisp cookies and then the triple chocolate chunk cookies and the peanut butter uh, but we can't get them for kid five anymore because i think that was the concept for digestional woes oh no more sweet cookies for that one okay so all right good to know yeah um <laughs> too yeah. many sweets for her it so was it too was, big it was but it was a lovely weekend I had a, I had a really good time with you this it, weekend it was but it was so nice so we got back Saturday, we got mostly all finished. Sunday morning, we finished painting. Mm-hmm. We got all the stuff filled back in. Moved the rest of the house around and we got had the rest to, of the house back to normal. Right. That was the other thing. So we, in the pantry <coughs> hall, coming out from the kitchen, right across the doors from the pantry, I have had a Billy from Ikea six-foot-tall bookcase filled with my cookbooks that, because we had to pull the floor up, I had to move. And so I created that in front of my desk and I, I'm leaving it there. So that's why I'm calling the dining room kitchen part two now because I have to walk into there to get to the freezer and I have to walk into there to get to my cookbooks. <laughs> but that's also where, you know, the, we're eating, so it all works out well. But, Can I have the rest of this tomato wine? Oh, yeah, go for awesome. it. Awesome. <laughs> it's good. It's drinkable. It's better. The, the more you drink it, the better it tastes. So. I'd say it's up there with Boone's Farm. But it's not It's not a sweet wine. It's a drier one. Yeah, I was going to say. Don't I, do the dry. I like it better. You oh, Okay. Whatever. <laughs> okay. I like it better than Boone's Farm because Boone's Farm is too sweet. Yeah, it's not sweet. It, uh, it really is like a cheap white. You could drink this and, yeah, you're not going to get as bad a hangover as if you were to drink, you know, Boone's Farm or Mad Dog 2020 or something that was just packed full of sugar. Um, um, Sauvignon Blanc. It's a cheap Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. Now that I'm getting my mouth around it. But you know what? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I got a buzz off this, and mm-hmm. this didn't. You know, chin chin, because we're gonna have a buttload of tomatoes Woo-hoo! again next year. Right. Yeah. So when we went out to uh, dinner the other night for our pre Valentine's Day, uh, or our Valentine's Day substitute, we actually brought along a couple of seed catalogs because <laughs> we're g- dorks. Well, we we have bought everything but the tomatoes. Um, yeah, and we bought. We just went ahead and bought every everything else at Lowe's. Yeah, we got some peppers. Yeah, um, yeah. But the tomato seeds we're kind of particular about. So we're getting yes. two varieties of slicers. Yes, we're getting, we're doing the pink Berkeley tie dye, and then I think we're doing the other one was not a mortgage lifter. It was a brandy wine, just a, just a plain old brandy wine. Was it? I don't remember. Yeah, it's just a plain old brandy wine. Okay, and then we're doing two paste tomatoes. Yeah. Right? No, we so have doing four, four paste. Four so we paste picked tomatoes. four four paste because I like there's different sizes. Right. And I like I I like different sizes for different things. To be honest, because I like to have I love to can tomatoes 
and I like the littler ones for that because I can pack them more tightly into jars and mm. get better. And but the big meaty ones are great for making ketchups and salsas and tomato paste and, and tomato sauce. So among the four varieties, um, they're all determinate, which means that they will ripen all at once and then they're done for the year. Right. Which is okay because it doesn't mean that every day you're having to pick and store and pick and store and freeze and freeze and wait until you got enough to can. Yeah. Right. It so, means. But here's the thing. So. All of these varieties have a different maturity date. Right. I think ranging from 60 days to 85, 85. days. Right. And so um, it'll be, you know, kind of like a month-long process of, okay, right. this is canning season. Exactly. Right. But right. I, I like that. I think it's cool. Well, I had been doing the indeterminates because I thought I would rather prefer not having that. But at the same time, yeah, when you're making a batch of tomato sauce or you're canning tomatoes, you just want to get as much done as possible just because, okay, ketchup. Ketchup, I made ketchup once and it took a oh my 20, gosh, I remember that. six stock quart stock pot several days to cook down to make ketchup and then I did tomato paste. I mean, it takes a oh, lot of tomatoes tomato sometimes. That was so good. I am totally making way more of that tomato jam because that tomato jam with plain old white toasted bread mm -hmm. and it would probably be even better if you went all fancy on me but i right. just had like but on everyday bread with sharp cheddar cheese and a fried egg is the best breakfast sandwich yep it is and totally. i discovered tomato jam a little too late and then just ate everything i made but i wasn't <laughs> sure i would like it or not because i was thinking like tomato wine i'm like Tomato jam. I love jam. Mm -hmm. I, your 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 dad once year got me like a whole box of different covered, and I was just I like, know. my precious is because I just love jam. I'm weird though. Russians put it in their tea. Based on uh, that is weird. Um, it flavors on, it. Based on this tomato wine, we might actually have to order more tomatoes than we were anticipating. <laughs> because between the tomato sauce and the tomato jam and the tomato wine. We need some tomatoes to eat as well. Um, anyway, so... I think we're going to be fine. Six different varieties of cherry tomatoes uh, yeah. to go along with the two slicers in the four paste. So maybe we'll get more slicers for wine. Yeah, I don't know. I, the thing about the slicers... Because the paste are drier, so they don't have as less wet. No, I know. Wet. We just have not... We've had, we've had excellent luck with cherry tomatoes every year. Oh, yeah. Cherry, grape, I mean, and We have saladettes. not ever had a, a problem with cherry tomatoes. Nope. We have had a pretty good run with paste tomatoes. Yep. Uh, we had a couple varieties last year that didn't that got Well, they got blossom great. and rot. Right. Um, but this year we have that but covered. But pretty good. Because all because the beds got a heavy dose of egg, eggshells in them. Slicers really had a mixed bag i mean there were times where when they were down in the lower garden they got they were they were getting eaten by rabbits and they're like all right fine we're yeah, gonna because they were so you have to get them to be such a bigness right and so right before they'd be big enough and then right before they turn right they would get you know just a bite taken out and you're like rrr, rrr, rrr. so we're like okay we're gonna move them up to the front we're gonna put them in the tomato cages and we got a few last year the genuine heirlooms did well and they we were actually had some tomatoes in until December from them. Mm -hmm. But the Amish Gold Slicers this year didn't do well, although they did kind of good last year. And I think I got one Cherokee Purple. Yeah. So, so Right, that's what I'm saying. So, like, hopefully... I, I mean, I don't know. I just... I, I think we might... A, I think they were really crowded because we double-planted everything last spring thinking, thinking that stuff was going to die. Nothing died. I know. We were kind of over Right. So, these were really jungle-rific raised garden beds. They were, but they were glorious. Because the cherry tomatoes, it well, didn't seem to affect them at all. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm okay with that for the cherries, but yeah, I... Yeah, space out the pastes and the slicers a little maybe bit Maybe we just more. need to get a couple of more uh, raised garden beds. beds. Yeah, just see if we can find something that matches or at least complements the ones that we have. Yeah, so. it just has to complement. Yeah. They were out of stock the last time I checked on Amazon, but it's coming into spring. They might have more. They might. So anyway, so we are going to make our tomato order this week and get ready to go because uh we have to start peppers soon though because we have to they get they take the hotter the pepper the longer yep. it takes to germinate the warmer it has to get so i know and i'm not quite sure where we're gonna put them but we'll figure it out well i was thinking since we were gonna put so my plan was we got that little tray so that's got 50 right things mm -hmm. we're gonna fill the whole thing up with some dirt mm -hmm label or at least you know figure out a way the best way maybe like little plastic flags and then like i do with the t1 t3 thing mm -hmm. um 
it should be able to fit on one of my cookie sheets. Okay. And so I was going to take that electric heating pad and put it on the buffet so I can plug it in. I was going to invert a cookie sheet over top of it so it forms a protective shell so that the whole metal now will get nice and warm and put the plant box on top of the cookie sheet. For it to germinate. Yes. And once it germinates and sprouts, then you take the top off so it gets some sunlight? Well, it will keep the plastic on right. for a while. Until it actually, until we start to see the green, then we'll pull that off. But I'm talking. But what you're missing isn't is not the top. It's like the whole heat system underlying. Yeah, you know, I got okay, that. Okay, so part. It, the layer and then the metal sheet, cookie sheet's going to go upside down so that we can put that on top with yeah, with at the initial set the plastic because mm-hmm. that helps to keep the moisture and so everything stays mm-hmm. moist and warm. And then um, yeah, once they start getting big, then that by then we'll be able to. Um, they have to get, you know, what, two or three inches before mm-hmm. we have to put them into separate pots. And by then, we should be able to put them in the greenhouse. Because even if it's yeah. not warm enough outside, we have the propane heater for the warmth. For the well, based on this winter, it's going to be uh, probably around 140 degrees this summer. So. <laughs> oh, so our peppers will be great. Right. And the tomatoes will end up with raisins. <sighs> so we'll be making tomato raisin wine. But... Okay, so this is the last thing we're going to talk about before we uh, say goodbye for the week. And I'm just going to ask. It's our question of the week. Who here is dealing with Asian lady beetles at their house? Those little house traps that you read about? Yeah. Don't Mm -hmm. work for... Okay. Yeah. Um, So when we first moved into our house seven years ago... It was December of 2012. It was right after Christmas. And 20, I remember... 28th. Yeah, I remember the first night that we were here, even before the movers had, had gotten here, it was just an empty house. We had a couple of air mattresses. Uh, the heat was on, and we were just camping out in the living room, basically. Yep. I didn't think the... Was the was the power on? Yeah, the power's on. Okay. We just don't have a lot of interior lights. Anyway. Um, yeah, because the house doesn't have a lot of hardwired right. lights at all. So at I remember time. being in our bathroom. We weren't even sleeping in our bedroom that night because everybody was just in the living room. Yeah. And I remember going to our bathroom and seeing this ladybug. It was just one. Yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, ladybug, that, those are good luck. Oh, ladybug. And so, right. So I, I remember very... Very carefully picking up this ladybug. Okay, ladybug, thanks for greeting us. Take us out to the front door. Let the ladybug go. And I'm like, oh. And then over the course of the next month or so, we realized, I realized, okay, there's not a ladybug. That's were, an Asian lady beetle. And, and they it's were, an infestation. And, and they're like biting our youngest daughter Yeah, they were biting, biting kid five in her bed. <laughs> and so every year in the winter, they try to get into our house. And white dozens and of them warm. do. Yes, so we have been dealing, but not only have we been dealing with that. And we have an exterminator. This is, this is, I, know. That. I don't even know how, but yes. We so have, not only have we been dealing with that, but the ticks are already out. You picked a huge tick that had taken uh, rough residence on Bullet the other yes, day. Yes, engorged one off of his face. Um, we need, we need quails. Stink bugs. I caught a couple hen. of stink we need bugs. Guineas. They're so loud, though. Yeah, but they're like little alarms. I yeah, I know them. they're little loud. I know, but they're loud. We already have goats. They're already loud. I know, but they're just, you know me, I get more distracted. I'm going Some deaf. Some of us don't I'm wear hearing aids, thank you very much. <laughs> all right. Oh, that, that, that reminds me. Yes. I'm going to get more deaf, I think. Why? Do you remember the, this With all the started? Drug? Yeah. You think carbo, that was the carbo car, no, it's one of the side effects on carboplatin is hearing loss, and that's when this tinnitus and hearing loss all started. It was the first time I had carboplatin. All right, well, you should. Uh, but I have we'll, hearing aids, so I can just turn. We'll the keep an up. ear on things, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, but you should also, you know, tell your doctor if it starts to bug you more. Yeah, well, especially the tinnitus, because man, poof da. Right, I know. There are some screaming days, and so I, I would love. I won't be able to drink. I know. <laughs> So you can uh, you can write us an email about your hearing loss or uh, you know anything else on your mind. But I, I am kind of curious about uh, anybody having to deal with uh, Asian lady beetles and how you choose to deal with Asian lady beetles. Because as Missy mentioned, I had read something about well you can get these little houses they're like little white boxes 
and you can put them outside and the idea is that they'll go and they'll live in the little boxes instead of your house i actually saw a really cool homemade death trap yeah um and it uses you know those um like an insect warming light with the big uh, mm-hmm. round canopy mm-hmm. attached to a clear plastic tube that has uh, plastic transparency baffles on the inside that you sprinkle with uh, talcum powder. Okay. Um, so the light shines down through this thing and then it's all connected to the bottom of like a milk carton that drains into another milk carton so that you can all the dead bugs get, mm-hmm. get in there. They can't get any place. They can't get a hold of it. They slip down and they all manage to smother themselves to death in the bottom bucket. Oh. So that was a lot of steps. When so I it's just, like a Rube Goldberg machine. And and you, it's one of those things where you put it so that you purposely try to attract them and we don't really have a place on the outside of our bathroom to hang up a bright light thing unless we put it on the back porch. We put it on the back porch but we can find it. Maybe we should just turn the light on on the back porch and maybe they'll just go bother the light. (laughs) We never use that back porch because it doesn't exist as far as we're concerned because the door is so Crooked the house is so open. old that the door is too crooked to open. So it's a, it's our it's our it's actually a storage closet at this point with a hanging thing. We put our winter coats on and we pour, put suitcases and other things back there. So it's not really a doorway. It's one of the many doorways on the first floor, but it's not an actual usable doorway. But there's it's an old not. porch there. It's our little homage to the uh, Winchester Mystery House. <laughs> it's a door that doesn't open. Well, it must have at some point because we have a picture of people. Well, I'm sure it did at some point. At some point, the that that portion of the floor was level and not that crazy <laughs> carnival funhouse it tilt. is a little is a little slanted well yes. we've Just lived here long enough like us the first time i walked up those back stairs yes. i felt like ooh. Right. but now i'm the used to it but stairs. i think the first time anybody walks up those back stairs you feel ooh, but they're not going anywhere right that's when they they built this house Parts of this house when they knew how to build houses. All right, the right, wine so is almost done. The wine is done. Cheers! Thank Cheers. you for being a part of the uh, program this week. It was, yes, I always like talking to you and not just talking to myself. I know. And um, next week, hopefully, you know, we'll see how everything goes. Is how I'm feeling. I might be the slug on the other side who doesn't feel very well, but I'll be, you know, I'll be with you in spirit if not. Well, and I, I, I think I speak for all of the listeners when I tell you that um, we hope that this doesn't suck too bad. Man, we me are too. praying and pulling for you, and we love you very much. Yeah, thank you. And I, not the eh, that the eh was like <laughs> the eh was like eh, I gotta put up with it. Thank you very much. Um, You're welcome from you and from everybody else for all the love. I am, as I told one of my one of my uh, elementary school friends. I think we, we've known each other since kindergarten. Uh, she, you know, she's rooting for me, and she's calling me by my old childhood nickname. And I was like, you know, as long as I can breathe, I'm gonna keep fighting it. Well, just like uh, what was it, Dory and Finding Nemo, just keep swimming. Yep, just, just keep, keep breathing. Swimming, just keep swimming. Tomorrow is another day. To quote Scarlet. And you'll never go hungry again no. because you've got tomato wine. <laughs> On that note, be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot, and make stuff including tomato wine. And we'll talk to you soon with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.